Welcome to the Macro Millionaire Podcast with Jesse and Erica Dale, where we explore how to get the most out of life, focusing on purpose, passion, and prosperity. Hey guys, welcome back to the Macro Millionaire Podcast. Jesse and Erica Dale coming to you with our final podcast on relationships. We did a little bit of a love theme for February to kind of bring in Valentine's Day. Um, so we wanted to talk to you guys today and just kind of share our three best tips, if you would, in creating and maintaining a successful relationship. Yes. Take it from the two divorced folks. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we learn, though. We learn by uh, by losing. Fail failing forward. Failing forward, right? failing right? forward. So, no, absolutely. So, yeah. So, we decided to kind of nutshell this whole series and put in our top three go-tos, you know, actionable, not necessarily steps, but ideas that we feel encompass the most, uh, the best relationships. And, you know, I joke about the divorce, but I really do think that that did give us a unique perspective because both of us didn't have these things um, to no fault of anyone, but we didn't have these things really in uh, in our prior relationships. And when I say didn't have these, some of them I wasn't supporting in her uh, as well. So, it, again, it's not to no fault of anyone. So I think these are really good awareness issues. So... Kind of diving right in. You ready to dive in? Let's dive in. That's us diving in. All right. I don't know if unicorns swim, but we'll dive in. Oh, no. I didn't even think of that. That's right. Just uh, latch onto my strong shark body. We might body. be uncompatible. <laughs> right. right. I don't know. We can't start it off that way. Uh. So... What I found, and Eric and I actually have talked about this a lot. You know, we promote uh, bodybuilding shows here in uh, in Indianapolis, and what we found is we found a lot of times like somebody would, particularly on the female side, but they would go and they would be very growth driven. They'd go and get in great shape to do this show and really kind of be working towards something um, to improve themselves. In this case, their physical and really challenging themselves. And we just saw, I wouldn't say, we didn't like run numbers, but we would see it not, uh, we would see it pretty often where there would be a divorce right after. Mm. Or we, what we did see a lot is the, um, and again, this was more on the female side, but the, the person would come to our gyms at the time, we'd be say helping them out with their diet or posing, and they'd be literally in tears because they just were getting zero support from the other side. And I see that sometimes on in the male end, just kind of flipping scripts here, where he might be working super hard to grow the business or something and getting a lot of, um, you know, kind of a lot of guff at home for that, for lack of better terms. So what, what the number one would be is growth. Yeah, agree. I feel that both parties need to be growing in something. And when I looked at both of these kind of scenarios is normally, I think there was maybe some jealousy or, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, Erica? We're not jealousy, but intimidation, you know, where you would see, you know, the female athletes are, they're growing, you know, they're, they're, you know, growing in confidence, uh, becoming more attractive and physique wise. And you kind of look and the, the husband just isn't really growing anywhere in his life. Yeah, I could. I. I mean, we've like you said, we've witnessed it. 
yeah from that that event for sure yeah and we always saw that same that same scenario we never saw it where the athlete wasn't being supported and the husband was growing some somewhere else you know like hey he just got promoted or whatnot so i think that both parties need to find something that they're passionate about whatever and it doesn't have to necessarily be business related or or, or physical related yeah. but something that they're just passionate about that they're growing in and getting better at daily uh, I think that ensues self-confidence in both, and it makes you maybe not as needy on the other person because you have your, what I'm talking about here is you have your own identity. Yeah, and it's true. Like in so many things, I I loved um, one of our former clients. She decided, you know what, I'm going to do a show, and within months, her husband hired us, and we were like, what? And he, and it wasn't necessarily to do a show. He did go on to do that. But his exact words were, if she's going to get in the best shape of her life, I want to do it with her. Right. I want to be right there with her. And, I mean, that's that's really powerful because not only just in the physical realm, but um, I see it a lot in, in, in just society in general, right? You mm-hmm. decide to open the business or you decide to, like, we do network marketing. So you, you join a company and you quickly learn that your friends and family aren't really that supportive of you. Right. And the psychology right. behind that is they see you taking control of your future. They see you starting something that could ultimately better you, right? whether it be financial, personal development, whatever it is. And it, it makes them afraid that they're going to lose you in their life. Mm. And so rather than address those issues, it's kind of silly, but it, it is what happens. They would rather just kind of push you away. Yeah, yeah. So really when we say growth, we're saying that it's important that both parties have an equal identity, that they don't find their identity necessarily in the other person. Yeah. You know, or or what the other – now, you know, that's definitely not to be confused with not supporting, uh, but it's important that I think the male and the female in the relationship both have their own identity and are growing towards improving that identity and you know yeah you might get lucky like you know eric and i we do share some identity characteristics um but we also should do you know have some opposite identity characteristics that make us our own unique individual and kind of just putting uh before we move on to number two i just think that growth is just super attractive yeah i agree and i think everyone does you know even if they can't really quite get on board like they don't understand but one thing that you used to say in, in the bodybuilding world is you never understood, and I think you do now, but, you know... Uh, it's still tough for me to understand, but... Yeah. Well, the scenario of the wife decides to prep and to, to get in the best shape of her life, and the husband isn't supportive, or the husband becomes jealous, or they end right. up in divorce, and Jesse used to always say, like, I don't really understand, I mean, if, if this was before we were married, if my wife, you know, decided to, to get in the best shape of her life and, and to look even hotter than she already is... Right, he's a man. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand. What a win! (laughs) But I think it's still hard to understand. But I think if you you realize that that husband just isn't growing or isn't, they're afraid. Well, it ultimately boils down to fear. Well, I think you're right that they're afraid because now they're they're growing apart. Think of it: when one person's growing, the other person's out. They're kind of losing that person. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, to be superficial, like the 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 they they are getting hotter, quote unquote. And I think that they're like, oh man, well, you know. They're getting hotter. I'm I'm kind of staying the same. You know, I'm now going to be you know overly protective. And, right, you know. right. Or they're going to get swooped up by another man. Yeah, right. And I think yeah. that's the insecurity when you're not growing. 
I think that your insecurities are really magnified, and that's the biggest turnoff. I mean, yeah. male, female, insecurity is just a big, a big fat turnoff. And growth, I feel, is a big turn on. For sure. Yeah. And I think the cool thing, too, and you'll know when couples are growing together, especially, if you ever, like, notice the physical, you know, and we, we that is what our eyes see first, guys. We're human. But you ever notice a couple and you're like, why is he with her? Right. And if you think about it, if you get to know them, I would venture to guess that they are both growing. They're growing oh, together. It may not be both in the same Right. Realm, right? It may not be both physical, but it's attractive when the other person is growing. Right. And it's funny, just the last thing on this topic, it's funny because a lot of times people will be like, oh, that girl's a, a gold digger, you know, because look, she's with that man and he's not even attractive or muscular or whatever. I, I would venture to, to, I would beg to differ. I would say she's attracted to his growth. Right. And whether it's building a business or a franchise or whatever it is, I think that both male and female, they're just attracted to growth, period. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. All right, well, let's dive into number two. Well, so, oh, number two. All right, so I, I like number two. We were out with uh, a friend of ours from a Christian business development group that we used to be a part of. And, you know, this guy is one of those guys that, like, can cite scripture. It's unbelievable. Very good memory. And he was saying that, hey, you and Erica are equally yoked. And, like, I didn't get what that meant, but then I later found that if you have, like, two rams or donkeys or whatever, and they're not harnessed correctly, one will do a lot more work than the other. But if they're harnessed correctly, they'll actually do the work of three. So if they're equally yoked, if they're yoked correctly, they'll do the, the work of three donkeys. So they'll get more than, you know, the, the whole is better, is greater than the sum of the two different parts. So two plus two doesn't equal four. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, two plus two equals six. So he said that, you know, you and Erica are equally yoked. And I think what, the, what he was saying or what he was saying was we support each other like undyingly, you know, now... I mean, like she does, we have separate businesses. Obviously, we're equally yoked. I support her. She supports mine. But, you know, just the other night, actually the other night, our date night was on a Thursday of all, of all places. You know, it was a bourbon <laughs> a tasting. Yeah, it was a bourbon tasting downtown. Um, so it was on a Thursday. Well, she had a call at 9 o'clock or, yeah, was it 9 o'clock? Yeah. yeah. So we literally, you know, took off from the bourbon tasting, came home. The call went l way longer uh, than anticipated. So, you know me, I went in with the expectation that uh, that wasn't met. So I had my little hissy fit. But at the end <laughs> of the day, you know, it was like, no, I supported it. And I actually even, I did say, I go, hey, if we need to cancel this tasting altogether so you can close out, I'm yeah. in. And I, and I meant it, you know. So I think that undying support, like, you know, like we talked about in, in one with growth, if I think if the... The athlete was competing, the female athlete was competing. Maybe that's not the husband's jam, but to equally be equally yoked, he's still gonna support and be like, right. Yeah, do it. I, I love it. You, you, you got this. Right. I mean, even like, you know, um, last night actually, we, Jesse had a call and it was a little bit later than Ooh. it was supposed to. They were a little bit late from their travels. And then it went way longer than anticipated. And I was in, you know, cooking dinner and cleaned up the kitchen and whatnot. And uh, he came out and he's like, "Oh my gosh, you waited to have dinner with uh, me." And it was like two hours I'm like, later. "Well, yeah. I mean, we don't we don't eat dinner alone. I mean, unless I had something else going on where I had to scarf dinner down. But that is part of it. Like being a team player. You know, it would have been very selfish of me just to eat dinner because he was training a couple of our clients who needed his help. 
for me just to be like, ah, screw it. I'm going to eat dinner. You know, you can eat whenever you want. No, that would be really selfish. So being that unselfish team player, you know, sacrificing things like I, I really wanted to eat you guys. I was hungry. It was like nine 30 by the time <laughs> we ate, but waiting that out, being a little bit, um, sacrificial so that we could enjoy dinner together. Yeah. And I, and I would have been fine if, if you would have had dinner, by the way, that was, I couldn't believe it. I was very <laughs> surprised, but I think kind of when, when you're equally yoked, it's that love language of the acts of service. Yeah. You know, yeah. and acts of service isn't uh, necessarily a top one for you or I, but it's very, it's impossible for it to go unnoticed. Right. You know, like, and, and to me, that really touched me. I mean, the, the, the meal was hot right out of the oven. You had waited, I think it was like two hours or an hour and a half. It was not like a it 10 minute. It was pretty long. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think that's a classic example of equally out because you were disappointed. You were hungry. Right. You know what I mean? You didn't think this call was going to last that long. Right. You know, so I think that's that's absolutely huge. So yeah. it's that that undying support for the other person. Right. So number- and it can be in anything, right? Like not just oh, yeah. business or, or physical, but you know, I grew up like my dad did the laundry. My dad yeah. cooked dinner. I mean, my mom did too, but they both held their weight. It wasn't a, well, this is what you do and this is what right. I do. And you know, it wasn't like the woman was in the kitchen and, and Jesse and I definitely have a lot of those similarities i mean the other day i mean i i tend to do the laundry he tends to do the trash you know and and uh he actually cooks more than i cook but (laughs) it's because i don't like cooking i just like to eat but but, you know we like the other day i i came downstairs and i'm like why is the washer oh my gosh you did the laundry like so just doing things that maybe aren't your your typical but always stepping up and um, I know like when I was running for the last rank of my company last May, I mean, y'all like our house was a hot mess. I, we, we lost our house cle- cleaner. Right. So we already had that going against us, but I was in my office doing some pretty strong closeouts and you know, he, he stepped up more, he did more of the dishes, he did more, but it was a season, right? It was like right. a week long or whatever. But that is how you can show that support and become more equally yoked with your partner. Yeah, yeah. So just to be kind of clear, what would you say the difference between growth? The difference between I think growth and equally yoked would be. I'll just put my take before we get on to number three is growth is can literally be your own separate thing. Yeah. You know, it's like hey, like you love to carve tables or whatever, and you love to weave baskets. So they could be like completely different things. But you're you're supportive and you're attracted to that growth, not intimidated by that growth. Where being equally yoked is actually supporting them in whatever growth that that they're doing. Yeah, hundred percent. I I would agree to that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and and rec- I would say recognizing that the the again the the benefit of the whole is better than the benefit of the two ones. So by like you doing your clothes out, I knew that helps us as a household. So like, why would I not be the cheerleader in your corner and be like, "Come on, baby, let's do this." Right. You know. And you did. It was like you you go do what you got to do and I'll handle the rest. Yeah. I'll pick up the slack that would that right. would typically be there because of that. Yeah. So I think the best way to describe equally out is it's not 50-50. It's I'm giving 100% right. all in, in this marriage, 100% right. because I need the whole to be strong because I know if the, the whole is strong, then the two parts are strong. Right. And again, if you know, things come and go, like if one of you is sick and typically you're you know, taking care of the kids and doing this, like you got to step up. I mean, my dad, he used to do our hair on Sunday oh, mornings nice. because my mom was in the church choir and so she had to leave extra early. 
I mean, that man learned how to curl girl's hair because we had all, all females in our house. So just those things that you guys can start to implement right yeah. away. And remember, marriage isn't 50-50. It's, no, it's 100%. You, you give your best all the time. And that might mean at certain times you're giving more if she's going through a season or he's going through a season or more in quotes. You know, sure. you're, always, you're always giving everything you can to the marriage. For sure. So number three that we came up with for you guys is, it kind of sounds dumb. Like it kind of ah, sounds like cliche. you said cliche, but I think if you have this, it is cliche. Like it's like, oh, that's, that's, what, that's yeah, a I think given. a lot of people write it off. But, but. communication. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes even if our communication isn't up to its norm, that's where sometimes some arguments ensue. And it's really, it almost always boils down to, we just didn't communicate. Like for me, I struggle with, um, I, I am a very flexible person, but when I have something maybe I'm looking forward to and then mm. it doesn't happen, I'm like, well, what the heck, you know? And it was, it's usually just a lack of communication. Um, like just today we, we went to the gym, we knew we had to get this podcast in. I had a training I had to do. And so I, when we sat down for coffee this morning, I said, Hey, let's go to the gym. I've got that training at noon. You good to do the podcast after because I didn't want it to be like, what if he had stuff on his schedule and now right. it's like 2.30 and we're just squeezing this in because we've got to get to church. And so just having that open communication is yeah. huge. And I would say that we've probably grown, or I'll say I've grown the most in our relationship with communication because a lot of times we would communicate or be out on like date night, but it would be distracted communication. Mm. You know, I'm working the business, you're working the business. Or, you know, you know me, I sometimes have a, a trouble really actively listening and absorbing mm. what you're saying. And you'll be like, honey, I told you that like 10 times. And I'll blame the mad cow, you know, because <laughs> Alzheimer's runs in my family. Of course, I don't have it, but I have the mad cow, which is memory related as well. Yeah. So I joke about that. But so, but no, I, I do. And I'm, I'm trying to be more proactive in growing that and, and really, really being intentional in, uh, in, in active listening, quality listening, you know, off the phone, off the dings and, right. and all that. Well, that's what I was going to say is it's not just communication. It's not just, oh, I have an appointment at two. It's right, communicating right. at the times where you're not distracted. And, right. you know, we used to get into it a little bit like, um, I think it was me, I would say something and you'd be like in your phone, obviously doing something, obviously yeah. doing business or something right. important. But I would still try to tell him something. And then I would expect him to actually hear me. You know, instead I should have been like, hey, give, let me know when you have a second. Or let me know when you're done with that so I can talk. Right. You know, and I, I think that happens a lot. And well, we do take it for granted. Like, well, no, you should just be paying attention at all times. Right. Well, I think that we, you know, we, we looked up in like the science of alcohol. And I think that's literally why we like to do our, our bourbon nights because one of the side effects of alcohol is it filters a lot of other things out, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that we really enjoy, you know, because we're constantly go, go, go. You know, that, that's, and, and I'm not complaining about it. We love no, it. Yeah, we, we love it. It gives us energy. But, you know, when you're go, 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 you're kind of listening with one ear sometimes, yeah. you know, and our date nights give us an opportunity to really listen with, with both ears. And it's funny you said date night because that was what I was going to talk about is you know, we talked about that last week, like the importance of dating your spouse or dating your partner, right? Maybe in a long-term relationship. But that's going to help your communication go up. It's going to help you to, one, learn how to communicate with your, your person. Um, but just having that time that's carved out for that 
And then the third thing about communication is, you know, obviously open communication, but honest communication. Yeah. And Jesse and I have shared our stories when we first started dating. You know, we really grew a really good friendship over the course of about a year, dating each other, dating other people. We weren't exclusive, but we were honest with each other. 100%. You know, if he was going on a date, I knew about it. And he didn't have to tell me, but it, it's why we worked because there was never a second guessing. There was never me like, oh, is he just at home tonight? Or is he with some girl? Like, no, I knew. And it was very open. Like, ah, oh, yeah, that one, that was a dud. Like, whatever. But making sure that you're honest. And I think, uh, especially if you're newly dating. Right. Sometimes you want to be, we, we try to be the person we think that person wants us to be. And right. I fell victim to this in my last two serious relationships. Um, like, I knew... My my last serious relationship would be apprehensive about um, sexuality things. Right. Even just like on TV, we've had it's kind of funny, honestly. Right. Maybe I'll share that story someday. But yeah. and so instead of embracing it and being like, well, let's talk about why that's bothering you, I would just hide it. Right. I just wanted to bring it up because I knew it would be a trigger for him. Right. And so just being yourself, being authentically you, but continuing to be honest as you grow together. Yeah. And, you know, I listened to a podcast at the Church of Entrepreneurs. So it's a biblical-based entrepreneurial podcast. And he was talking about the importance of being honest in, in your sex life. Yeah. You know, and, if, you know, he uses a lot of scripture to support his, his, his beliefs and everything, which is awesome. He was pretty much saying that, you know, for, for two married couples, there's nothing other than, like, bringing third parties or, you know, that's, there's nothing about anything unbiblical about what goes on in the bedroom, but a lot, I think a lot of times people don't want to talk about that or, you know, communicate yeah. it or, or, or whatnot. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a, a sex series someday. Go <laughs> a little crazy on this podcast. Yeah, I don't know. But, experts but I think this, I, I, we can briefly touch on this. I think society puts some of their societal norms on us, and you know, uh, even as children, if you if you have children and you know you had company over and little Tommy runs out naked, our reaction as a parent is like, oh my gosh, we don't do that. Right. And now Tommy is scarred and and that that will go into his adulthood. But again, we can have that whole You want me to put my thumb where? (laughs) Oh God, really? (laughs) Oh, this is my husband, everybody. But for real, like honest, you know, regardless, and I know that that's scary and that's hard, especially if you've got demons or you've got things that are going on in your life. But, you know, imagine... You're dealing with this alone, and maybe mm. if you brought your partner, your person that loves you the most in this world, into what you're dealing with, instead of waiting six months when you've hit rock bottom, and sometimes it's hard to turn back, well, maybe allowing that person to be a part of your journey to help you along with it. Yeah, 100%. So just kind of in summary, we'll close out for you guys. And uh, please, if this, is, uh, if this is beneficial to you, please uh, leave a comment, leave a review um, share this podcast and let us know your top three. Uh, you know, find us on social media, Erica Dale, Jesse Dale, and let us know what would be your top three for the uh, the best growth driven marriage. So number one with us was growth. Uh, number two is being equally yoked. So that's kind of supporting each other, supporting the unit's growth over the individual. Um, and then communication was our third. So thanks for tuning in today. We will see you next week with a new podcast Thanks from for us joining us on today's macro millionaire podcast please be sure to subscribe and leave a millionaire review 
Until next time, keep working toward the abundant life you deserve. 